This is Sweden, one of the leading industrial nations in Western Europe, home to 10 and a half million people and some of the world's great companies. Yet, there is now a cryptocurrency that uses even more energy every year than the entire nation of Sweden. Bitcoin. Ha! Can't change this code. We roll with a certain set of circumstances. We call it proof of work. That's what this is. That's what this will always be. My name is Bitcoin Joe. Back for volume 21 of that pure signal. Pleb Minor Month Edition. My man Barmana hit me up. He said, June, I need that special treatment. I need you to give these people a taste of that Pleb Minor Pure Signal. I got you. Let's go. What is a pleb miner? The original Bitcoin miner, Satoshi Nakamoto, mined the Genesis block with a reward of 50 Bitcoin. Bitcoin that can't be spent as the Genesis block is hard-coded into new nodes as the root of the blockchain. The signature of his mining was later analyzed by Sergio Lerner. He dubbed Satoshi's miner as Potoshi and its signature as the Potoshi pattern. The technique Lerner used determined Potoshi hashed a different set range of nonces. This behavior created a unique saw pattern in nonce data analysis. It's estimated that he had up to 48 CPUs mining with another controlling the operation and or on standby to protect against a 51% attack. Satoshi mined solo until he invited Hal Finney and Marty Malmi to join the network. Famously, on January 10, 2009, at 10.33 p.m., Hal Finney was running Bitcoin. Soon, others joined in. Now we do things a little bit differently here. We do things value for value. I ain't hit my man with a price tag. I told Barmoner, you tell me what this is worth to you, my brother. And that's how we're gonna play this thing out. But this is a two-way street. And I operate high level in this value for value economic model. I'm a leader here. We are building this system. We will take out all of the oligarchical powers that stand in our way. This is decentralization. So that being said, part of this show's set streams and boosts 
We'll go back to the Plant Miners, to the ungovernable misfits out here pushing that truth. It's a two-way street. I provide value to you. The Plant Miners provide value to us. But they particularly provide value for this program in use of the samples of the knowledge they drop. And for my part, I just turn it up a little bit. I got the banging sound system. I got the banging beats. Ain't nobody messing with that. of decentralization is here in full effect let's go Fascinating to look back at those first blocks. Difficulty of one, block reward 50. The delicate balance of the 10 minute mark not quite there yet. In reviewing this short Bitcoin history lesson, we bring to light the fact that Satoshi wasn't running a giant mining operation with a cool name, a board with multiple investors and billions in capital expenditures. It was possibly a guy in his basement or garage that he considered his lab. He shared the code with associates he knew online, their goal was to discover blocks and secure the network. He mined because he was passionate about the innovation that he built. He was the original miner. He was a pleb miner. Sometime in May of 2010, Satoshi turned off the Potoshi miner, confident that he had passed the torch on to the next generation of miners. An all-time high block height later, Bitcoin is still running.
Hello, Max, and you ungovernable misfits. This is Tech Engineer stopping by to give a bite-sized Bitcoin and answer the question, why home mining is true decentralization. Let's start by defining centralization and decentralization. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines centralization as to concentrate by placing power and authority in a center or central organization. Decentralization, being the opposite of centralization, would be to deconcentrate power or spread out from the center. Part of the brilliance of Satoshi Nakamoto's vision when he created Bitcoin was to decentralize the network. He knew that if the power to control the Bitcoin network were centralized, it could and most likely would be controlled by a small number of people or organizations. Bitcoin represents a philosophy that has rarely been seen in human history, a monetary standard outside of the control of a single government, organization, or central authority. So how does Bitcoin achieve decentralization? Unlike client-server architectures that are typical of most information services, Bitcoin does not have a central server that all clients connect to. Instead, nodes and miners participate in a mesh network that anyone can join. There is no central Bitcoin node or server for other nodes to check in or to get direction from. The Bitcoin nodes use consensus with other nodes to keep track of the blockchain. Miners perform mathematics at high speed to secure the blockchain from manipulation and verify transactions.
there are on the network, the more secure it is. Their conglomerate computing power builds an invisible force field of encryption and energy called proof of work. But what happens if a large sector of Bitcoin miners come under the control of a single entity? If mining becomes too centralized, there are several potential risk vectors, all of which are mitigated or minimized with widespread miner decentralization. 51% or 75% attacks where miners band together to push false transactions into the blockchain. It is easier to coerce 10 large mines to cooperate or shut down than it is to coerce 100 million small mines to cooperate or shut down. Protect the network. Let the network. Centralized mines may become beholden to government policies or political pressure. Transaction censorship is feasible if the right amount of control were obtained. If Bitcoin mines are highly decentralized, the sheer volume of small-scale mines makes this unfeasible. Anti-fragility. The higher the centralization, the less robust the network. If Bitcoin is to become the base layer of the global monetary system, it needs to be able to withstand any potential threats coming in the foreseeable future.
We're about 20 minutes in. About 25 minutes to go. And change course a little bit. Let this smooth song take us into the next phase. Got 120 years to the last Bitcoin is mine. Pace ourselves. Tick tock. Next block. From the Potoshi Miner to the Ant Miner. From Satoshi. On this little marathon It's a marathon digital
get back to it. Much of the hash rate on the network is coordinated through large mining pools like F2, Antpool, and Foundry's pool. Companies like Core Scientific and Marathon control a commanding amount of the Bitcoin network's hash rate. But 30% of all blocks ever discovered are labeled as found by unknown, and 20% of all blocks categorized as other. There's something beautifully mysterious about the fact that almost 364,000 blocks, approximately half of all blocks discovered throughout the time chain, have been discovered by anonymous miners. That fact conveys the sentiment that not all the hash rate is controlled by pools or large mining operations, and that individuals have had an enormous contribution to the network. Individuals like pleb miners. Everyone has their own definition of a Bitcoin pleb. It's not defined by the amount of time you've been in Bitcoin, the number of sats in your stack, or how many followers you have on Twitter. The same can be said of a pleb miner. A pleb miner is not defined by your total hash rate, how many watts are required to run your operations, or the complexity of your setup. The title is not something that someone bestows upon you or issues you a rite of passage. So then the ultimate question then begs us for an answer. Who and what is a pleb miner? A pleb miner is simply a Bitcoin pleb who mines Bitcoin. A pleb miner is dedicated to the Bitcoin network, contributing their hash not only for the chance at finding the next block and receiving the block subsidy and transaction fees, or helping his pool find the next block for a share of the reward, but hashing because they know in their hearts that securing this network is a moral imperative. They mine because Bitcoin is a chance for humanity to restore sovereignty to the individual, to the family. They heed the clarion call that sound money leads to freedom. They mine knowing that for Bitcoin to be decentralized, they must be the ones to do it. Their motivations aren't to gain more fiat currency. Their motivations are to stack more sats, and in doing so, they innovate, collaborate with other plebs. I never thought about mining Bitcoin myself. It seemed like too much of a task. Too much energy involved. I don't know if I can handle it. But the more I learn about this beautiful endeavor, that we could do this in our homes, that we could secure the network and provide freedom money for the next 120 years got me thinking one day 
When I set up my ranch When me and my people Do a barn raising The way Texas Slim And his grandfather Would do a barn raising Then Maybe I'll install My own barn miner <laughs> 120 years later If you understand Let's go Thank <laughs> you. 
now that you've kind of gone through this process of, you know, especially being out in the UK with the high energy rates and going with Compass and then, you know, getting screwed, you know, what, how, what are your thoughts? Like, how do you see yourself pursuing mining if you do think that's feasible for you? Because, um, yeah, there's a lot of people in your situation, too, uh, whether they're here in the States or abroad. Yeah, so for me personally, I was at the time in a weird position where I said I'm never going to buy from an exchange again. My previous business was property and I sold off all my property to buy Bitcoin. So um, I was like, I'm done. I'm not, this is, this is not what I want to be investing in anymore. I want Bitcoin, but I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to be buying from exchange anymore and liquidity on bits and huddle huddle and through like the plug networks wasn't enough.
wasn't going slow I'm here to give you another house band That's right, stand up, clap your hands Don't worry or feel no strife Cause house music is my life on chats offering advice to new pleb miners, as well as learning even from the newest in our ranks. They make guides, videos, and how-tos. They share pictures of their setups, not only to share in their innovations and to be critiqued, but because they are proud of their work, as they should be. Proof of work is not just a motto for the pleb miner. It's a way of life. Pleb miners come from all backgrounds, locales, and experiences. They bring various skill sets and craft. To be a successful pleb miner, you quickly learn many trades. Mining encompasses several science and mathematical concepts, basic physics, electricity, thermodynamics, acoustics, and cryptography. Pleb miners quickly become proficient, if not master, skilled trades. Electrician, IT, telecom, HVAC, plumbing, welding, carpentry, and more. The pleb miner knows that mining is much more than plugging in machines. This month on the Bit by Bit pod and Ungovernable Misfits is dedicated to you, the pleb miner stalwart that defends the network, the unsung anti-heroes of Bitcoin. No influencers, no think boys, just plebs plugging in machines and hashing, the same way Satoshi and Hal did thousands of blocks ago. In this way, we answer the question of who and what is a pleb miner. Great rocking with you this week. A lot has been uncovered. We groove. We vibe. Next, we gon' mine. Here I am. 
Shout out to the homie Bar Miner. Everybody over there, ungovernable misfits. My name is Bitcoin June. You've been listening to volume 21 of that pure signal. Catch y'all next week. I'm out.